the pizza party podcast and we're actually doing this live over picario nolan told picarto picarto whatever that is maybe we'll do it again sometime but this is only a test i'm pan pizza who are you people oh hey it's jim oh jim jim starting starting the starting the introductions already huh Back i thought in? i, I oh. thought i went I thought I go and then you go. I thought that was the order. Do you want to go and then Oh, is it because you're the most popular, Jim? You know what? That's it. I'm leaving. Good day, everybody. (laughs) Well, and then we got Izzy. Oh, I don't think Izzy's here. Izzy? No, Izzy's not here. Edit in a wind sound effect here. Just edit in a wind sound effect. (laughs) Izzy, okay, due to my incompetence of not scheduling properly, um, Izzy couldn't join us. Also winter break, but whatever. It's a Christmas podcast. Does yeah. Ho ho ho. Oh Mary no. Bathtub, everybody. Oh no, we have to get Nolan. We have to get uh, Izzy a Christmas present. Well, I'll have to sell my hair <laughs> to get her a comb. Is uh, that how this works? Yes. Or do I have to what, sell? What kind of joke was that? Do I have it's to sell reference. her hair? It's a reference. To get Nolan. me a comb. Do What's I have to get? Reference? Do I have to sell my piano to give her music? I. I I don't. How do you? You, I don't don't, know. you know, you don't have to sell a piano to get music. You can just pirate it. Oh, oh, wait. I think it is. I sell her my hair to give her the gift of the magi. I think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, Jim. We don't understand your references. <laughs> I actually have a. Jim, I don't... why the fuck are you so old? <laughs> If this Sorry. was the pre-recorded podcast, we could use the clip where Negasonic Teenage Warhead says, Fuck, you're old. I mean, Too you can still voice. use it. You can cut it later, unless you don't want to. It sucks listening to this live because you're not getting any sort of intro music or clips or anything. Oh, that's true. But if you're listening to this recorded, then it's probably really yeah, we cool. Have, uh, we have 30 users, so... They're only 30? Oh, that's something. Wow, that's I mean, awesome. should I tweet this out that we're doing this right now? Fuck, I guess well. you guys can. You, okay. you guys can go ahead and do that. They're... People like you guys more, so. Oh boy, let me, uh... Hey, that's people like you as. No, well. I know they like me, but they don't like me as much as they like you two. So. No, I think I think I think people I think people love you. Shut the fuck up, Jim. <laughs> if they love you as much as I love you, then they probably love you a lot. But yeah, the next video is going to be top five cartoonists who hate themselves. Originally, I was going to upload that not last week, but I decided that Rhapsody Street Kids was more important. A review on this stupid, bad CGI Christmas film that was considered lost media for a long time. And a, it's going to be a partially a review, partially a Midnight Society video, because there's a lot of weird stories that go goes on behind the scenes with that thing. Stuff that involves Scientology and other weird conspiracies. They, you haven't done a, a Midnight Society in a while. Well, technically, when I did the top five lost cartoons a while back, that was a Midnight Society. I just didn't use the intro. So that, that counts. It, it had the spooky atmosphere, but yeah, I, I wanted to get it out before anyone else reviews this video, this uh, thing before I do. Someone on the stream says, when are we getting shirlism? Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, our first Sundere. That's an old meme. She's never going to come on. Wait, who? This girl that we bully and she's like an edgelord and she's always like, uh, I don't like talking. I don't want to go on Skype. Was she the egg person? Egg person? No, that's Zoe. No, that's Zoe. Uh, oh, sorry. 
And she'll always be that person. <laughs> Zoe's happy and perky, and uh, cheerlism's like, oh, do I have to go on the podcast? Oh. <laughs> make her seem, make her seem like such a whiner when in reality she's, she's just. Like, she's basically Tina from Bob's Burgers, but she doesn't want to admit it because she's like, oh, I hate Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Only you're, you're a fucking savage, Pam. Damn. Only people on Tumblr like Bob's Burgers because it's so relatable. XD. I hate all of you. <laughs> That's her. That's cheerlism. <laughs> You're a fucking bully. Yeah, but you want to get into the news? Oh, uh, yeah. This is CNN. Okay. This is CNN. Da-da-dun. Da-da-dun. All right. Th- this news uh, appeals to me because... um. We know that Amazon is known for making TV shows exclusive to their Amazon service, but they're going to make their first Amazon animated film. And you know what it's based on? What? What? Emily the Strange! Jesus Christ. Yes! Does anyone remember going to Hot Topic and buying boatloads of Emily the Strange products? Uh, I remember that they were there, but I didn't buy them. <laughs> yeah, it was a better time. <laughs> That's back when Newgrounds was <laughs> was funny. Yeah, I remember back when Newgrounds was funny when we are all 12, living in the suburbs, drinking Pepsi, playing Halo Co-op on the easiest setting. But yeah... The worst part is this is locked. I can't kick you. I actually don't remember that one. Wait, you don't remember the the whole thing? I didn't memorize it. I do memorize the teen girl one, the one I wrote. You you remember the uh, teen girl who just got off watching Foamy the Squirrel on Newgrounds.com also I need to bring back, you know, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always had this plan. Like, if I do go to Comic-Con next year, because I'm not sure if I'm going since they're they're getting less and less uh, cartoon stuff. But if I do go to comic-con next year what i want to do is go to like maybe the steven universe panel and just go up to the question part and just say hey uh so obviously now you guys respect the medium of animation but how were you guys when you were younger did you respect like animation as art or were you guys the type of teen girl who just got off watching foamy the squirrel on new grounds.com while signing to bring back please do it please happy tree friend tube socks purchased from hot topic during emily the strange buy one get one 50 percent off sale where she discovered serenity rose from slave labor graphics comics while her overbearing but loving father restricts her from going to the my chemical romance slash limp biscuit concert with a five years older than her boyfriend that constantly IMs unsourced Palm and Z comic art over 56k modem American online free trial disc on myspace.com with a top eight consisting of Jack Sparrow, Jesus Christ, Eminem, and whatever angsty teen band is the hit new thing on Disney Adventures magazine and spends all day filling out what Kingdom Hearts character are you quizzes only to complain she didn't get Riku and is unable to watch the 2003 MTV Music Awards because her deadbeat older brother is constantly hogging the living room TV playing Tony Hawk's Underground on his transparent green Halo Edition Xbox while he spouts anti-Semitic remarks on how Eric stole his wicked big twist over the helicopter in Hawaii footage. That was beautiful. <laughs> I fucking memorized that shit. See, what if what if you do that and then they have that one character uh, who has like the blog and stuff do that in a future episode? Fuck. Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, the Ronaldo. Oh no. They I go they have Ronaldo a... doing that. They have a story arc with Reynaldo where he goes on an epic arc to find his goth GF and it's Lapis. Or he could do, I knew so many kids who had like a 
goth girlfriend in another state and then they'd sell like all their video games to like go see her and then she'd be like oh i was just joking like oh yeah yeah me, me too um Fuck. i'm gonna just sleep at the greyhound station and uh i'll never tell my friends about this and hopefully i won't tell jim and he'll say it on a podcast 10 years later shit i sold my evangelion 64 copy for nothing wait what what you sold it oh no 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 i didn't but if I had I been in that situation where it's like, hey, we, we got to meet up, but you need money, so go sell your Evangelion 64 copy. I mean, I sold my video games together in Greyhound, but Greyhound doesn't accept GameStop store credit, so... It was <laughs> oh, man. But going back to the uh, news, um, like, Emily the Strange, like, final, like, for the longest time, there were, uh, I think it was DreamWorks or Illumination that wanted to make a an Emily the Strange movie with Chloe Grace Moretz, Hit Girl from <laughs> Kick-Ass, but that never oh, happened. That, that, so, like a live-action one? or I think live-action. Oh. Well, it was DreamWorks and, or, or Illumination, yeah. so it could have been uh, animated. Yeah. yeah. Actually, what's interesting about this is I heard a, a story about Netflix did, like, a presentation just showing, like, their whole next year of shows and movies, and apparently what a lot of streaming services are doing is they don't want to have a across the board like mainstream hit necessarily what they're really aiming to do is uh have their fingers in every or like have have something for every niche they possibly can so like something like an emily strange movie would work better in that than it would releasing that to like as a big promoted major movie you know normies don't want to see a goth movie yeah so it's like it's like stuff like weirder stuff that like we like is probably going to have a better future on streaming, mm-hmm. whereas stuff in theaters will probably be less uh, niche heavy. It mm-hmm. seems like that's the way things are going. Or from a Netflix uh, uh, presentation, I heard Hulu say a similar thing. So yeah. that seems to be where we're going, basically. Yeah. So if this movie is successful, maybe we'll get to see more Emily the Strange products at Hot Topic. Probably, I, I'd imagine they're going to push a bunch if this happens, yeah. or at least on Amazon's Hot Topic store if they have one. What a great time to be alive. We're finally getting the Emily the Strange movie. <laughs> I mean, I remember uh, Butch Hartman recently did this drawing video where he drew the Danny Phantom characters 20 years from now. And he, yep. uh, I don't know, he mentioned how goths in the 2000s were like the hipsters of today. So it's like, wow, I... Maybe this is why everyone's so attached to goths now is because it's like reminding them of the 2000s and late 90s. I guess after the craft became a thing, everybody was into goths, but it's slowly well, it was faded. like it was like before that because uh, when goth became like more medley because it was like the cure and like alternative bands before that. But when Marilyn Manson like really hit, that's when it hit like a like in Antichrist Superstar kind of things. Because there are goths who are into, like, the other ones. But I remember Antichrist Superstar. It was, like, goth was, like, a thing mainstream-wise. And people, like, loved that album and then Rammstein and, like, all that shit Mm -hmm. in the 90s. And it kind of just kept going until, like, I guess the mid-2000s when it kind of tempered off, I think. I'm not sure if there's an end point. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. It will never end. It'll yeah. be around forever. I guess goths, goths and hipsters share the white people are fucking annoying thing. So Aww. I guess that's... Uh, <laughs> don't ruin this for me, Jim. Sorry, sorry. sorry. No, don't <laughs> compare goths. Well, Butch Hartman compared goths to hipsters. It's like, 
Is he right? I think hipsters are worse than goths. Because goths, what is the worst they're going to do? Is like hang out in their rooms and play loud music and have a candle. And hipsters like just like ruin everything. Yeah. So that's the difference, I guess. Everything's ruined. Yeah. yeah. But I guess in other news, uh, it's not really major, but like Pixar finally released an image of Coco, the Day of the Dead movie. The Day of the Dead movie where they tried to trademark Day of the Dead and Dia de los Muertos <laughs> a couple of years back. Yeah. God. Is anyone excited for Coco? Because we only see a basic screenshot and it's just, the kid just looks like a normal CGI human. Like, it isn't, it's not... Uh, it's not going to be anywhere near as stylized as Book of Life was. Isn't it by Lee Ulrich who did Toy Story 3? Oh. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't check that. I, I didn't read it. I was just like, man, that's cool, but it's not going to be Book of Life. So take that. That's what you get for no, uh, it's... rejecting Jorge Gutierrez's pitch back when he pitched Book of Life to Disney. Wait, they did? Yeah, there was a lot of stories about how Jorge Gutierrez pitched Book of Life to Disney and all these other studios, but they were like, yeah, nobody wants to see a Mexican-related movie like this, and eventually he got to make it. And now Disney is making it, making their own version of that. Wow, that's fucking bullshit. Look who came crawling back, assholes. Although the sad thing (laughs) is that this will probably be, well, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be better than Book of Life, because, like, a lot of people, well... I do agree that Book of Life had a lot of problems with pacing and stuff. And, like, will it be better than Book of Life? Because, obviously, it's going to be more financially successful since this is Disney. Yeah, but the design in Book of Life will probably be better. Yeah. Because Book of... I mean, yeah, because Coco will just have the typical... I haven't seen the image, but I guarantee it's probably the typical DreamWorks character design, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, DreamWorks or Disney, that stuff. I mean, like. Or Pixar, sorry. Yeah, it's all the same. Elsa from Frozen looks like freaking the giant lady from, what's it called? Uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah. (laughs) No, like, that kind of design is super boring. Like, I don't understand why they can't mix it up now and then. It's it's getting a little. Especially because you have so much money. Like, why not do an interesting design once in a while? I mean, like, it's. It's more interesting when you see, like, I don't know, like, they need to make something like, I don't know, draw something like they would in TV animation where all the designs are weirdly shaped. But for, like, movies, they're all designed to look like they would be perfect for, like, Barbie dolls or, I don't know, the same body type, essentially. Yeah, they all look like like they're ready, they're dolls ready to be mar- marketed yeah. and sent out. That's super boring. I really don't like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my problem with Tangled, and it's, like, a problem that hasn't stopped. No. It's like, ugh. It'll never end. And uh, oh man, but if you remember being on Tumblr a couple of years ago when every single like every single blog post was somebody just ranting about Frozen and how like these designs are utter garbage. Like Frozen was the cool thing to hate. Yeah, it was. I was surprised by that. One um, one thing that really annoyed me about the Frozen hate, like I kind of get, I, I feel it's kind of justified because Frozen was really a bland movie that got way too much attention, but. Like, some people were like, the world building in Frozen is terrible. And I'm like, it's a fucking Disney princess movie. What the fuck do you want from it? <laughs> well, if Frozen just got so obnoxious because every family gathering you had, had little kids scre- like screaming, let it go. And I want to build a snowman. So I think that's what killed it for everyone is it's like it's actually I I, I kind of like it. Uh, but what I like about it is that it the way they tell it. But I don't think it's like my favorite Disney movie ever. Like I didn't Moana, sing. Moana is one of my favorites because of the music. 
Yeah. Yeah, Moana was great. I just think the the difference between Frozen, it's just because it surprised people. And that's, I think I've said this before, but if you surprise an audience, they're going to remember it. And that's, that's why, because no one knew shit about Frozen until like a week before. And then suddenly you, it just kind of hits you and you're like, holy shit, I didn't know what I was getting into. But then when, once it made like two, $300 million and kept going, everyone knew what it was. And they're like, I fucking hate this thing now. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, no, uh, Jim, you keep cutting out for some reason. Like, it's only you, but not Jim. Uh, uh, I mean, Jim, 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 it's, okay, it's Jim that's this is happening to, not Nolan. So I'm not cutting out? No, just Jim for some reason. Do you want me, here, I can, like, restart a bunch of shit and come back in a couple minutes. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Okay, okay. I'll be right back. So, so in the meantime, um, we got to come up with a funny joke for Jim leaving. Yeah. Or are we just going to cut all this out? Unless we want to just, like, look at the chat and just question ask them what's going on yeah how are you guys doing how are you guys liking the live show for the most part a test live show there's only 123 people in this thing hang on let me read this jason72396 says what do you think of that one reviewer who said gendy tartakovsky should go back to school and learn the proper way to animate First off, I don't know who you're referring to. There's a lot of animators, animated reviewers, and most of them are fucking garbage. So that that person's probably uncredible. I I I don't know what to say. That's like saying that Gendy Tartakovsky doesn't know how to animate is like fucking saying that I don't know Picasso didn't know how to fucking paint. I guess. I mean, that's a little stretching it, but Gendy is a very talented animator and a very good director for the most part. His sound design is garbage. <laughs> yeah, because I noticed they kept using the same slash effects in Samurai Jack sometimes. And it's like, man, this is getting annoying. No, no it, it's worse in Symbionic Titan because there's a lot of explosions. Like, they have explosion sound, the same explosion sound effect, and it's a stock explosion sound effect. And they just play it one over the other, and it's fucking awful, and I hate it. Look, explosion sound effects cost money. Like, fucking Warner Bros. could do it with the DC um, AU, so... So I don't know why Gendy can't fucking pay like a good couple of bucks just to get a decent explosion, couple explosion sound effects. But anyone in the chat, does anyone have a, a question for us? Oh, hey, can you hear me oh, okay? Oh, Jimbo's back. Do I sound okay? Is yeah. it cutting out? No, it sounds okay. fine. Yeah. I restarted everything. I don't know. You know, who knows? Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to answer a chat question. Okay. Well, Hmm. Yeah, because I have no other news, so it's like... Unless oh, that was it. Wait, I, Wait, I have Frozen in Did anyone else have anything to say about Frozen and all the hate it got? I mean, I thought it was kind of unfair. It was just because it was so big. That's, you know, it's like hating Justin Bieber or, you know, something yeah. like that. That's an unfair comparison because Frozen has actual talent put into it. Oh, that's very true. <laughs> The most fun you'll have at the movies this holiday. Disney's Frozen, Wednesday in 3D, rated PG. Yeah, but I remember walking through like New York a long time ago and like there were shops that were just selling Frozen stuff and just playing Let It Go on loop. Like I was at a flea market in my town and there was just like one flea market shop thingy that was just frozen merchandise and a tiny little tv would let it go on fucking loop 
over and over. That's the other thing is they weren't prepared for how big it was going to be. So Walmart and Target actually got mad at Disney for not having enough Frozen stuff. So that's why Big Hero 6 got so much shit because Target and Walmart and stuff were like, if you do this to us again, we will fucking kill you because <laughs> they really hated it. So for, that kind of added to it because that used to be a big kids thing with Power Rangers and before that Masters of the Universe when you couldn't get the toys and your and the kids are like, we want these toys so bad, but they're sold out everywhere. That just like makes the snowball bigger and bigger. Um, and I didn't use the snowball thing as a frozen joke, but um, but that actually does add to it. So I think that like, there were too many. There's so many factors on how big it got, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Have you guys ever been to like a Hispanic flea market? Because that shit is crazy. Uh, I think I may have, but probably not as one as cool as like where you are. <laughs> okay, since I live in the most southern point of Texas, besides the frozen booth at that at that flea market, uh, you always run into like the same few things. Like for one thing, like towels of Tony Montana and Scarface or The Godfather, <laughs> maybe John Wayne. Okay, I've 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 been to one of these then. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, like there's, I don't know, like we were walking through the flea market and there was like a TV that was just, I think, live streaming chicken fights in Mexico, which it's legal in there. (laughs) Chicken fights are legal in Mexico, so it's okay. (laughs) I don't know about live streaming them on a TV in a flea market, though, in America. That's a little questionable. I mean, that's a really good way to have your Twitch channel really take (laughs) off. Yeah. (laughs) Twitch cock fights, finally. I mean. People people could leave comments like PewDiePie would never have chicken fights. This is awesome. <laughs> Remember when PewDiePie pranked everybody as a huge commentary on YouTube's shitty algorithm policies? Uh, I guess. I don't Didn't that happen that like was... basic barely yesterday? Yeah, so that's news. PewDiePie <laughs> yeah. pranked the whole of YouTube. That's oh. like I don't uh, I don't YouTube's algorithms are garbage. I, I don't know. Explain what PewDiePie did. So what PewDiePie did was um, basically he said at 50 million subscribers he was going to delete because he felt that they were all ghost subscribers <laughs> and that like YouTube's algorithm was like constantly fucking over creators, which it is, obviously. But then he was just like, haha, just kidding. I fucked with you guys. Oh. Yeah, that I don't think it like worked out the commentary part. I think it just made him look like he was a little weird. He trolled us. He yeah, like it, us. it didn't uh, do what I think he wanted it to do. But this reminds I know. me, um, a long time ago, like a couple of years ago, early days of YouTube when Fred was still popular, there were a bunch of spam comments in the comments saying, hey, everyone, we're doing a, a prank on Fred. Everyone's going to subscribe to him. And once he gets a million subscribers, we're all going to unsubscribe to him. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess it's... I mean, at the time, it didn't work because, like... Well, you kind of gave him more subscribers, so it doesn't really help in publicity. But I guess in the long run, Fred's career washed up. Well, not really. I mean, Lucas still has, like, a YouTube channel. He has, like, 2 million subs, so he's still doing okay. Damn. Yeah. I mean, But he sold his official YouTube channel, Fred, to some weird company that just makes... I don't know, weird content for kids. And all the comments are just saying, where's Fred? Bring back Fred. And they don't—they have no idea that Lucas has moved on to a different YouTube channel. But, would it, but I'm surprised that Fred has actually three fucking Fred movies. And I think uh, I Hate Everything's going to review them all. Oh. 
Really? I really want to stream the Fred movies. We we got to just you got to stream a marathon of like Fred 1 2 and 3 uh Smosh the movie, Smiley. <laughs> Any other shitty YouTube uh, films? Yeah, um, if you guys want to see something like that, let us know. Um, Can't wait to get the cease and desist. If you want the Pizza Party podcast to do a movie stream like that and we'll just riff tracks the whole thing, let us know and we'll put it together. It'll be, I mean, we could eventually do monster tracks, which I think everyone <laughs> really wants. It'll be like riff tracks, except it's not funny. <laughs> oh, so um, like, so we're, like, we're funny, right, guys? <laughs> Wait, so you're saying it'll be like Rift Tracks? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Rift Tracks is funny. Sorry. What became of uh, Mystery Science Theater? Weren't they going to bring it back? It's still, um, as someone who pledged to the uh, Kickstarter, I can tell you, well, what they've been doing is they filmed it, and they did a reunion of all the various people who've done it who like never associate with one another over the summer. Um, and I went to that, but they're, um, they're working on the new one. It's supposed to come out early 2017, but they've been very vague about what the date's going to be. Um, but they did release just for the people who gave to the Kickstarter, the first two episodes of mystery science theater ever. And it was like an exclusive, even though those are terrible, it was good. Cool. Watching them. (laughs) (laughs) So they were awful. The new ones. No, I'm sorry. These are the like the first ones because it came from a UHF station, oh. and they they released it as like a surprise um, reward to everyone that they they actually found them while they were working on the new show and went, oh shit, and we could put these on and give these away for to our fans. So they did. So they've been like updating everyone, but I still haven't gotten like my T-shirt and stuff. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It seems like they have a lot of work to do, but they are launching a new show, so I don't know. I think it'll be good. I like who they picked, so I'm I'm pro it until it comes out and I hate it. But you know. <laughs> you'll give it a chance, you mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm a huge mystery science theater fan, so I'm like ready. I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Whether it will be is up to them. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird to have mystery science theater back because that was like the main inspiration for a lot of uh, YouTube review shows and stuff. Yeah, I th- definitely because most of it's about bad movies and making fun of them, and I feel like that show like really made that into a thing. And riff tracks, especially like bad mainstream movies and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'd, it'll be cool to come back. I mean, that's how I learned so much about B movies is watching them mm-hmm. through Mystery Science Theater. So you know, because you have to actually watch the movie also. So, so you <laughs> yeah, because like... I remember when I was, I don't know, when I was first discovering this, I only saw like the best of clips on YouTube. And then when I actually saw an episode, it's like, wait, we had to sit down and watch the full thing. Yeah. Oh. So, so like when I got into cult movies, I was like, oh, I'm like sort of used to the rhythm of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, right. Because I've seen like a hundred, like so many Mystery Science Theater episodes over and over again like i know what a b movie's like so it like kind of i know so many people who through mystery science theater became like cinephiles and stuff because they were like oh cool i i know what movies from the bad movies from the 50s are like because i had to watch my favorite show and that was the episode but i don't know it's kind of weird now because like um that requires watching the entire movie and what i don't know i think red letter media has a better format where um they basically show only the best of clips of these movies so I don't know if like people have the attention span today to to watch like classic uh, mystery science theater. I mean, I think I think it kind of 
it doesn't it honestly sort of doesn't matter if they get new people because it's like what streaming's doing is like the mystery science theater fan base is so large that they could just get that fan base to watch Netflix mm-hmm. and it'll work. And um, I mean, they're actually the reason sci-fi channel is in so many homes because when it got on, I'm, if this is super boring, you can stop no, me. Go but ahead, if, uh, when mystery science theater was on comedy central and went to sci-fi, the mystery science theater fans, because I was like into the show then like kept calling all their cable providers and getting sci-fi in a lot of homes and then only after three seasons, sci-fi canceled it. So sci-fi actually used Mystery Science Theater to get where they are now. And it really pushed them in a major, like it seriously like got them in more homes than like anybody because like the fans were so rabid about it. So I think Netflix is probably like, oh, this will work out because all these people are going to get Netflix now. Um, and a lot of them have said they are. Some people are mad because they kind of paid for a Kickstarter and now they have to pay for Netflix. But mm. Um, I think you get the episodes uh, sent to you if you uh, – I don't know. I can't speak on that. But I think you get them sent to you if you paid for the Kickstarter. At least we still have the very successful channel of Seafy. Wait, they, what is that? Anyone watch Seafy? I watched oh, oh, a the little bit for their Candle Cove show because I was really into Candle Cove when it first came out. All right, their TV show about a creepypasta. Was that any good? It was it was kind of it kind of reminded me of Silent Hill a little bit in that the acting is really hokey, but it seems like that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like uh, it was shot it was shot pretty well. Like it looks nice for a uh, a sci fi show, but uh, it, it was okay from what I saw. I didn't see it all the way through, and I really wanted to, but I had work every day that it was airing, and Sci Fi's website is garbage, <laughs> and I can't watch the shows on there, so I haven't caught up yet. It's called Channel Zero. Yeah. Um, and it, it was, from what I saw, it was really good. Mm-hmm. So go watch it. See if it turns out any good. Yeah. Not the public enemy song, but uh, <laughs> didn't they also make, um, didn't they also make like a Slenderman movie for HBO? No, that's, that's been, that was a documentary. A documentary? Like a mockumentary? Like a fake one? Like they know it's not... No, it was about the girls who, it was about Slenderman's pop culture relevance and like how... It led to the girls getting, I mean, that girl getting stabbed. Yeah, that real life incident where some girls wanted to imitate that somehow and that they stabbed someone to death. Mm-hmm. Was that documentary any good? I don't know. No, oh, because I need to look into that. Because I, I have I a mean, feeling that more creepypastas are going to be made into mainstream movies or whatever. I don't see why not. Imagine if they made, brought back, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark or Goosebumps, the TV show, but with creepy pastas. I think that's what Channel Zero is supposed to be. I think, like, the first season is on Candle Cove, and then the next season is going to be on another story. That does sound pretty interesting, so I should watch that. I mean, I know there's a Slenderman thing on HBO, because I saw a commercial about stuff coming in 2017, and that was one of the things. I don't know what it is, though. I think it's a documentary. Maybe it's the documentary, but, like, I'm thinking, like, somebody came up with these uh, creepypastas and, like, I mean, if someone's going to make a Hollywood movie out of this stuff, like, they're going to want some money. So I imagine there's going to be, like, a bunch of people coming out saying, I was the original person who wrote this creepypasta, so I demand my royalty checks. Oh, how would you do that? Money, yeah, like copyright wise, you have to like be really specific. Make sure you sign the right person. You could sign the wrong person and get sued later. Yeah, it could be like this generation's version of that, uh, the South Park uh, Christmas vit- VHS that 
a lot of people claim to have been the first person to make that until Trey and Matt uh, admitted it was them. Wait, really? I didn't know people took credit for it. That's bullshit. Credit for what? I'm sorry? The first South Park uh, short that got traded around on VHS tape. Because nobody knew who made that at the time, and a lot of people wanted to take credit for it. That's that's what I've heard. I mean, I would believe it because people are that shitty. Wait, hang on. Someone in the comments says, hmm, didn't the creative troll face make all the rage faces? I think so. Like, I, I know, like, someone, there's some guys DeviantArt who created all the meme faces, like troll face and epic face or whatever, and he, I don't know. Like, I feel bad for that guy because he's not getting any money as far as yeah. I know. Well, I mean, the thing is with online is it's the same thing with, like, uh, video games and stuff. Like, it'll eventually influence cinema if this is how like people understand storytelling is you know whether i like it or not creepypasta that it will end up influencing movies in the future it might not even be like might take like 20 years but you'll be sitting there watching it and be like holy shit this is a creepypasta Mm -hmm. you know so i just hope they adapt like good creepypastas yeah yeah i mean you you can learn good lessons from things and bad lessons from things Mm -hmm. hopefully you know Hang on, Bedhead Bernie in the comments writes, No, uh, see, no, he makes no money. He went to the news to, to DMCA this meme run, run app since people were make, profiting off his memes. The, 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 uh. Well, the graphics he created. And now someone else in the comments saying, Do memes based on celebrities like Yao Ming's face or Jackie Chan's face are copyrighted by the owners? Because now I want to look into the law of that. What are the law of memes? Just I don't think there's a law. I don't think it would hurt you unless you're profiting from it. But I think if you made us, that's an interesting. We should have we should have pizza party legal talk. <laughs> we need to find a lawyer and saying, hey, uh, what's the legality of these memes? Can I profit off the meme? Well, Pan, let me tell you. Copyright law is an interesting idea. <laughs> it's an interesting legal issue. First off, when making a meme based on popularity and profit revenue centers. Hey, going back to the we... flea markets. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, like Mexican flea markets are terrifying. Well, Mexican border flea markets on, in Texas are pretty terrifying because besides a uh, cockbites live streaming, like <laughs> for some reason, like you can just walk around and eventually find what is essentially a pet store. In the flea market, although it's just a bunch of caged birds and everything looks so diseased, like you can just see that they don't change the newspaper very often. It's just a bunch of birds shoved into a cage, and it's like, wow, this is gruesome. Oh, and I think you could buy coffins at the flea market too. So you know, if you're looking for a discount coffin, hey, <laughs> funerals are expensive, bro. That's yeah. I'm down for that. I mean, they have everything at the flea market. It's amazing. Do they have monster trucks on bootleg? The monster is in the truck! I'm gonna get you home and away from whoever's after you. Hang on! Monster Trucks in Cinema's Boxing Day. Well, you're bound to find bootleg movies there, like CDs that play these movies, and it's like... (laughs) Oh, crap. I just remember someone was telling me how they saw the Transformers movie, one of them, like the second Transformers movie, and, like, uh, the guy holding the camera apparently just fell asleep and just maybe bumped the tripod that was recording Transformers and just pointed downward. 
<laughs> and you couldn't see the movie. You could only hear it and whatever audience reactions there were. I mean, was that was that him falling asleep or was that like an artistic way to critique how terrible Transformers 2 was? <laughs> it's up for interpretation. We <laughs> I mean, There's no right answer. That was a bad. That was like one of the worst of the Transformers movies, which is really saying something. That, well, that and did come out during the writer's strike. I don't. I don't know if having a writer's strike or not would have helped Transformers. Too. Oh yeah, because I saw that midnight screening and it was like, wow, this movie's a fucking mess. Like, there's a scene where they're at the muse at a museum, the Air and Space Museum, and they walk out a door and they're suddenly in the desert, somehow. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it, three and four, three I think was better, but I think they were all terrible, and they're all like three hours long, and yeah, ugh, and you have to like deal with somebody telling their kid to shut up, and it's like, ugh, <laughs> oh yeah, worst. I remember in the second one when Tr- Optimus Pro- Prime died, like the, <laughs> you just hear a little like a five year old saying, "Is Optimus Prime dead?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, kid, he's dead. Um. I remember having a dream about Transformers, and I have no idea why I dreamed it. <laughs> yeah. But um, it was Optimus Prime with a huge that huge fucking sword from four, and there was this dude on like a sacrificial altar, and Optimus Prime was just fucking torturing him. What the fuck? That was probably. I, I was like, why the fuck am I dreaming? And I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? What the Whoa. fuck? You you had a dream about my experience, what my experience like seeing Transformers two was. <laughs> Holy shit. But are you guys excited for Transformers 4? 5? 5? 5. No, not at all. I I hate I hate those movies cuz I'm like, well, I guess I should see them cuz they're big movies, but then like every time I see them everyone's so happy with them and I'm like, what fucking movie did you see? Like, ugh, I I've hated every single one of those. They've all sucked except for the cartoon movie. They're all <laughs> awful awful movies i fucking hate each one of them like i think i would like them better if they if the pacing was a lot better like they cut out a lot of stuff because these movies are like almost three hours it's like god just get to the point like that's what i liked about the the ninja turtle movies have better pacing the 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 recent ones no i they do have much better pace and they're a lot more more coherent because like bay just got obsessed with like moving his camera around and having it go through buildings and all this shit and you're like at first you think it's cool but you're like you have to like end the shot at a certain point michael bay like it's just like he's trying to be artistic and you're like what the fuck is going on dude like it's really hard to watch. They're they're pretty unwatchable. I just don't. I yeah. I wish they would just make it like the cartoon and have like eighties music and <laughs> like that's what I want. Like and Ninja Turtles finds a way to balance that a little better. Like yeah. they're very uh, overly serious and the colors all look orange and teal. Oh yeah. I mean at least Ninja Turtles gets. I might have totally forgotten both of those movies, but at least. They tried to have fun, and Transformers tries to be like an existential war movie that's also absolutely horrible. <laughs> it's just like, I fucking hate those movies. It, it comes off like, as pretentious? It could, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say it's pretentious. It's like the guy who doesn't go to the coffee shop but says he's smarter than everyone in the coffee shop and then tells you his crazy theory, and you're like, whoa, you're just stupid. Yeah. And... That's kind of like it's just it's both dumb 
and overwrought and i just sorry i'm just complaining it takes the movie takes itself too seriously because and one major problem i have is the designs because like in the second movie i remember there was a scene in the forest where optimus prime was killing all these decepticons except uh when he killed one i was like oh crap he killed uh what's his name the the main bad guy uh, megatron and it's like oh wait no that's megatron oh wait no that's megatron because these the decepticons all look the same well, everybody's got all these gears and parts, so it's like, and they're not very distinctive. So, so you're just like watching like all this stuff like move around, but it's hard to figure out what is what. So, I mean, th- that is one of the things. Apparently, whoever makes the toys was it Mattel or Hasbro? Hasbro. Hasbro. Apparently, they had a hard time making toys of them because it's the first time they didn't design the Transformers first, like a movie special effects person did. Um, which I think might have not been a great idea because they're pretty ugly looking yeah. transformers. I mean, they don't have a very unique look to them at all. They, they just look like a mess, just like a pile yeah. of scrap metal. The thing with those movies is that action movies really need to understand like geography in that you as the audience understand what the space is. And I've never felt that way in Transformers. It's just all this stuff going on constantly. Mm-hmm. And they need someone who understands clarity and like, uh, someone in the chat mentioned Brad Bird, and like if he did it, he he's written essays about how to do action movie clarity and how you understand where you are, and it makes a big difference. And it might sound like something stupid, but then when you watch one of Brad Bird's films, you always know where, where you are, you always understand the space and like what is what, and it like makes the action sequence so much clearer and more thrilling because you have a sense of it. And when you don't, you're just being like thrown around in a barrel mm-hmm. and then hit with like soda squirting in your face. You're just like, what the fuck happened? Okay. Sorry. I'm like, I yeah. really don't like the shit. No, sorry. Good. We opened a fucking can of worms, didn't we? We got a rant sorry. about Transformers, but I didn't sorry. see the fourth one. And, but there was this one scene that, that, that a lot of people talked about. Uh, this was when the Brony thing was happening. Uh, there was a scene where somebody picks up a rainbow dash toy and it transforms into a gun (laughs) but if you look at that scene closely you can see that that rainbow dash is not really there it looks like a 2d object like they photoshopped it onto there and it transforms into a gun and this is in the fucking theatrical high budget movie it looks like a 2d object i'll link to it in the description but it's some it's like the worst effect it it reminds me of mona when when they had that green screen thing where mona was in that moana where Moana was in that green screen thing where it's like two-dimensional objects in a 3D space and she's carrying like fruits and vegetables in 2D. It looked like that. It looked that bad. Like it but, is some of the I, worst effects. I think the difference is in Moana they meant to do that. Yeah. And in Transformers it was just like, eh, fuck it. Let's get this done. Yeah, it was it was stylized in Moana. <laughs> yeah, in Moana that's like, that's one of the coolest parts. I love that. It's yeah. funny. But but I saw that in 3D, so that effect became very uh, very noticeable and had a nice style to it. The 3D in those movies, some of the times can be kind of cool, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to know where to focus your eye. And anyway, I'm gonna stop yeah. shitting on. Sorry. I mean, the only time I ever felt like 3D was ever worth watching, like any movie was worth watching in 3D, was uh, Jurassic World and I guess Doctor Strange, and that's about it. Doc, yeah, those two. Uh, there's like a couple others I can't think of now. Though. I mean, after but, Avatar, like everybody had to do freaking 3D. I'm surprised like, 3D has stuck around for as long as it has. Yeah. It's just because of foreign stuff, but most, oh, I think the second Harry Potter, the 3D was good, but that's because they spent like a year working on just the 3D. Like you have to actually spend a lot of time on it yeah. because it's, 
the the second one I remember the depth was like really cool and if you can get that to work. But I haven't seen a good 3D movie. I'm sure somebody saw some review I did that said it was better, but I can't think of one I've seen in a while that I really, really liked. Hmm, but so, uh, oh, Gravity. Gravity oh, and yeah. IMAX 3D. That was like really amazing. I actually haven't seen it in regular because I had such a great experience yeah. with that. So that's, that's one that that one was just like really thrilling in IMAX 3D. And Monster Trucks is in IMAX 3D, oh. which is, of course, how I'm going to see it. So it's almost here. Like I'm, we're seeing TV spots. The, the It's coming. It's almost here. And you, I took, mean, a, you took a photo of like you're going tree shopping <laughs> and they just had like this dinky little sign that says Monster Trucks coming soon. It wasn't it wasn't I didn't get my Christmas tree there, but I was walking to work and I saw it and I was like, oh, my God, I was so happy. I've decided I've come up with what I'm going to call monster truck fans. We're going to be monster truckers, but to everyone else will be monster truck ease. That's what I, I've, I've decided this. And at monster truck con 2017, which is happening in June um, at the Baltimore convention center. Um, uh, I haven't booked this yet, but we'll, I feel like if we show up, they'll be cool with it. And I will be the keynote speaker with me and Creech are going to talk. So it's going to be really cool. I'm so excited. I'm going to, I'm going to bring monster energy drinks. I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to paint the town red with monster trucks. I'm so, I'm so down for this movie. I got to go. Let me read this one post I found on the monster trucks IMDB. Wait, is it about the making of or? Yeah, hang on, let me find the... All right, this is an IMDb post that says, I live in the town where this was filmed, and this was posted in 2014, which this movie came out basically three years later. That's a good sign for a January movie, if, yeah. it, if it was made two years ago. <laughs> they, they didn't care, but let me read this. It says, I live in Chilliwack, BC, Canada, where they are currently filming this Monster Trucks movie. I will never pay to see this movie. The production crew has been very rude. They act like dicks all the time. They closed every major road in town. Nobody can get anywhere without jumping on the highway. I've been late for work multiple times because of their roadblocks. To the producers, leave my town alone. I am no longer willing to change my life around because you decided to film some stupid movie. It is not okay with most residents that you have to cut the town in half. From now on, I will be ignoring all film crew signs and acting as if no film crew is there at all. I will walk through the, quote, set. It's not a set, it's a road. And if you have a problem with that, then you can fight me. I'm sick of beep. They wrote beep. Hollywood people coming to Canada and acting like they're gods. Go Beep yourself, production crew of monster trucks. <laughs> so, so I'm wondering if this person's regular weekend is going to Target and just asking for the manager. <laughs> oh, hey, leave him alone. He's been late to work multiple times. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry you're late to work. He just sounds like someone who's very consumer complaint heavy. That's all. Look, it's for the greater good. It's for monster trucks. Yeah, like, doesn't this person understand what monster trucks is going to be? It's going to stop Trump. Like, Trump... <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, when is Trump getting inaugurated? Isn't it the, the that weekend, the Monday oh, after? Monster yeah. trucks, we will all rise up 
and defeat Donald Trump because of our love for the monster trucks. Creech will will organize all of us. Yeah. That's, no, that's what we've been waiting for. That's not how it's going to happen. But no, when um, Trump is being sworn in, a fucking monster truck will come and crush him, and then the dude will step out um, of the car, and then he'll just be like, "Hell yeah, rock on!" And then he'll just start like holding up the rock sign and like banging his head back and forth. And then oh. everybody will fucking riot. It'll be great. Wow. Uh, no. I can't believe Bernie Sanders did that. No, actually, I'm going to combine these ideas. And Bernie Sanders is driving Creech. And he drives onto, like, the stage area. And Creech, with his tentacles, rips Donald Trump's head off, throws it at Mike Pence. And Mike Pence dies somehow. And then, and then like, and Bar- Bernie Sanders comes out holding Donald Trump's head while it's oozing out blood and says, the revolution has begun. Go see fucking monster trucks in IMAX 3D. Drops it, walks out. We never see Bernie Sanders again. And somebody else is president. Holy shit. That's how it's going to go down. He thought of this all the way through. Sorry. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to blacklist us now and send the FBI after us. I hope you guys are happy. Oh, man. Probably. I mean, you know, if Monster Trucks is planning this, I, we can't confirm or deny if Bernie Sanders is in Monster Trucks, but it's within the realm of possibility. So get ready for January. D- d- it, this isn't fuck you, it's January. This is fuck everything else. This is fucking like, January 2017. Like, I'm gonna, I want to estimate, like, how much money will this movie make? And I'm guessing... 30 million no 15 million oh no it's gonna make it's gonna make at least 17 dollars from me because i'm seeing it in imax that's the only guarantee it has paramount i think it's paramount they know this movie is gonna bomb like originally this was gonna be a nickelodeon movie but nickelodeon pulled out and it's like no we're not we don't want this nobody wants this Wow, you you know you know you're bad when the studio that made Harriet the Spy doesn't want you. <laughs> Shit. Hey, hey, Nickelodeon. What about Good Burger, asshole? They made <laughs> sorry. Rango. Sorry. And that's it. That's the only. Yeah, they movie. did, but you know. And they made their only Academy Award-winning movie a series of unfortunate events. No, Rango won Best Animated Feature. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That was oh, a weak shit. year, though. No no offense to Rango. Rango's good. But but it was like, I think there wasn't a Pixar. Oh, it was yeah. like the Cars 2 year or something. Yeah, although Rango is a movie that I can't believe got made because it's like, wow. How, how did like an, uh, well, it's by the director of the Pirates of the Caribbean. So they just threw a bunch of money at the guy and say, hey, make whatever you want as long as it's a, a success. And he made this and it looks so unappealing, yet it was successful and had a great story and everything. I mean, it, that worked out for him that time. But then the next movie was, I think, The Lone Ranger. So... That didn't work out as well. But uh, no, he's like not that great of a director. I don't like a lot of his movies, but I, I liked Rango a lot. I wish he would just do that. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot cooler. Yeah, because <laughs> that looks like no other CGI movie that came out. Just like how disgusting everything is. It's amazing. I think yeah, Rango looks very nice. Oh, well, like the actual like close-ups of these m- creatures. Like it, It's not like the typical DreamWorks clean, bouncy-looking characters that you would get from those. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the thing I... I miss about when how animation animated features used to be is you'd have just a random studio make one movie and the design would be like only like that one movie and then they'd never make a follow-up so you had this like little unique thing but now since every studio has an animation department you just get the same shit yeah. over and over again I kind of miss that and Rango did that that was pretty cool mm-hmm. it's like I, I wish we did that more you know yeah speaking of other animated studios you know Lionsgate is basically making their own knockoff versions of Kung Fu Panda and Planes. 
Oh boy. Yeah, like this acclaimed studio, Lionsgate, who has a bunch of movies in theaters, I assume making profit off like cheap knockoff films like I think it was the Karate Panda or not the little panda fighter, but some other knockoff version of Kung Fu Panda. It's like, wow, this is a respected studio. Why are you doing this? I mean like their ripoff of the Revenant, Norm of the North. Uh <laughs> My friend Spo really wanted me to go see Norman the North with him, and I was like, absolutely not. Oh, you would you would love it, Nolan. You should see Norman the North. What are you fucking implying, Jim? I'm I'm saying you would love Don't it. Don't you like bears? I, yeah, like big guys, not like actual fucking... <laughs> I, no, I'm it... very picky with my um with my fur bears, mm. okay? I mean, you a lot of... Half the movie is Norman the North tied up somewhere. Oh. Are you serious? No, I'm joking. I should have okay, kept that's that. that's what I thought. And then he that's... saw it, and you're like, fuck you, Jim. This reminds me, um, uh, do you remember Blame It on Jorge? We had him as a guest a while back. He makes all these, like, top ten spooky lost cartoons and stuff, you know? Yeah, you guys are yeah. doing a collab, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's... Yeah, I recorded a video for his uh, top ten knockoff films or something. She uh, should oh, be cool. out by the time this podcast is done, hopefully. Maybe it will or not. I don't know. Because I talk about a lot of, like, uh, Rob Schneider animated knockoff films on there. Because Rob Schneider can get no other job. But do you guys want to get into the questions? Why not just do live questions this time? That too. Oh, wait. Nolan, what won the review, the vote thing? Okay, so basically what we did, um, me and Jim kind of started a uh, review war with each other. Um, I asked him to review Rent. He was like, okay, I'll do it. And then he reviewed Rent. And then he was like, all right, Nolan, since I reviewed a movie, you have to review a movie. And I was like, okay. And we decided we'd be cool for the fans and put it up to a vote. So um, I, um, he, his, the movies he picked was Oogie Loves or Rocket Power Race Across <laughs> New Zealand. And of course, because you guys love your fucking Rocket Power jokes so much, Race Across New Zealand won. And I posted the review. Um, we linked it in the 66th episode. We don't have to link it again because Pan's going to link the other review I did mm-hmm. if he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the YouTube page is taking forever to load. Just a sec. But um, so I honored my end of the bargain. And uh, now I forced Jim to review uh, either Kick-Assia, the, that guy with the glasses, second anniversary movie, or atop the fourth wall, the movie, which is Linkara's fifty thousand dollar kickstarted movie, which you guys didn't fucking vote for apparently. Fifty thousand? Fifty thousand dollars to make the um, Linkara movie. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. Okay, if fifty thousand to make that, like, I think the only way they spent fifty thousand to make that was just to fly everybody in over plane or whatever. They built a set. Where? I, like, I, w- I watched the first thirty minutes. They were on like a, a spaceship, and it was clearly just someone's like house office and that was it good god no they built a set for Linkara's actual spaceship they couldn't be arsed to build anything else god damn okay hold on 50, I clicked the wrong link you got 50,000 on double dragon <laughs> <laughs> so 992 votes were cast Kigasio wow. won with 675 votes Yay. and on top of the fourth wall the movie lost with 317 so Kickassia it is. Correct. Yeah, so you have to review Kickassia, Jim. How do you find this movie? <laughs> it's on YouTube. Oh man. Okay. Oh, I remember. It's on YouTube. It's on uh, that guy with the glasses official website. You can buy the DVD if you really feel inclined. Oh my god. No, I don't, I don't feel that inclined, but it's going to 
I'm going to try to do something a little different. I don't know yet, but it's going to be an epic journey. Yeah, you, so. have, a, you have a year, Jim. Oh, yeah, so. we have a year to do it. Jesus Who knows? Christ. Okay, so this reminds me of when that Kick-Assia DVD came out. I think the early versions had like a special edition signed by Doug Walker or something. But I remember there was you, this YouTube video. I think it's gone now, but like someone re-uploaded it called "Why You Shouldn't Buy Kickassia on DVD," and it features this anime nerd who is wearing like a Naruto headband and a a hat. Uh, I mean, a cat. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. And his posters in his bedroom are just covered in just like anime girls, and like one of the main posters right next to him is like Yoko from Gurren Lagann with her legs <laughs> spread open and just like. Good God, have some decency, man. Like, your mother could come into this room any second. I thought this was going to be Mr. Anime or something. No, Mr. Anime is more tragic. <laughs> but um, this guy is opening the package, and then, like, he like he opens the DVD case, and he sniffs it, and it says, It smells like Doug. Just kidding. Whoa. Even jokingly, the, the room doesn't help your case, you know. Wait, does Doug Walker smell like new DVD smell? <laughs> Possibly. He probably like sleeps on Doug Walker probably smells like fucking uh God I'm God, I fucking escaped the word and I ruined the joke. Doug d- 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 narcissism. I was gonna say narcissism. Just, just repeat narcissism it and we'll and edit pompous. it together. Yeah, Doug Walker smells like fucking pompous um eccentricity. Oh God, but this is that what this anime nerd, like uh for my Loki IRL comic, I based a character off this person, uh, Toriyashi. Well, their old design, this monkey weeaboo girl. But anyway, I guess you can find the DVD if you want. Uh, I'm excited we'll for you to watch it just to see your reaction. To you, and I expect you'll do research. No, I probably, I probably will. But see, the f- thing is, with Rent, I got really into researching it. I was like, oh, this is, this is actually pretty interesting. Like, um, and then I start thinking about with Rent, like how they should have made a Rent movie, and I still think they should have made it like they should have they they should have waited ten years longer than they did. Mm-hmm. They should have made it like now and had like like have it be a '90s nostalgia thing. I think that would have worked a lot better, and have the people be young too, mm-hmm. like not have mm-hmm. them be like. 45 and going you know like i've got to pay rent yeah did you guys well nolan did you see uh kick assia when it first came out oh yes i did yeah me too i remember i watched it on like that guy with the glasses.com when they uploaded to blip and the videos were well they had to split the movie into three parts so i watched the first 30 minutes and i don't know halfway through the first 30 minutes i was like you know what i'll watch this later and I never got back to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, no, it was actually six parts. Shit. Wow. I mean, I'm excited. I have to watch the the Sonic OVA first, but then after that, God we damn. shall see. Like even as a, I really wish that you were kick Asia. I mean, the top the fourth wall of the movie instead. Hey, you can pick that next next time. Even okay. even as a fan Oops. at the time, I was just like, wow, this is bad. I was I was super into it. I was like, I want there to be more that guy with the glasses movies. Yeah, I remember I when, when we first that. met. You were defending those movies. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny how things. I met Pan. We met in like what 2011. Maybe yeah. 
yeah, fuck, we've known each other for a good long while now. Yeah, and, like, at the time you were just defending those movies, saying, no, I like those, those are good. And now times have changed. It's so weird how times have changed. Like, I used to be one of those fucking stupid fanboys, and now it's like, hey, what's up, fucker? Yeah. I don't know, like, I remember when MTV wanted to buy that guy with the glasses, but Doug refused, and... Wait, is Wait, that what? true? That's what I've heard. Although, huh. this reminds me, um, That's interesting. Uh, Guru Larry did a top five video, uh, top three video of, like, YouTubers, famous YouTubers that fell off, and, like, I'll link to it below, but they were talking about how one of the first review shows on YouTube was this thing called Game Life, and it was basically the shittiest production values ever. It's basically like just camcorder footage of some guys reviewing games in their crummy living room that's a mess. Just recording the screen with their camcorder and everything. And at the time, there were no other YouTube channels. And like they had like a couple of thousand views. And MTV saw potential in this review show since they were the only ones. And thought, hey, what if you guys do official reviews for us on our MTV website or something? And these guys for a brief second were going to make it big with MTV and... A bunch of stories came about, like, how one of the guys threatened to kill his girlfriend or shoot up their school or something. Whoa. And it's, and all the, all their dreams just slowly vanished and these people just, like, faded off the internet and nobody can find them online except for one guy, um, some guy named Jeff. I, I don't know. Do you remember when, uh, MySpace, there was, they're gonna get bought and it was between Fox and MTV and Fox won the, Fox bought MySpace. Um, which I don't know if they still own it, but they bought MySpace and then uh, MTV didn't. And MTV, as a retaliation, would not mention MySpace on MTV or any Viacom-owned properties for, like, a couple of years. They'd say, like, oh, are you on my room or my something? Like, they'd always come up with, like, face space or something dumb like that. And it wasn't until, like, recently people start, started being like, just call it Skype and Facebook. Just stop it. Like... <laughs> It's it's an I think like what was it like uh uh the the horror movie on the computer Unfriended. what's that called Unfriended started that and I noticed people have not looked back since people are just like fuck it we're not calling it face mash and panda swish or something anymore it's it's just it is what it is you know Oh god oh this reminds me like if you ever want to get a nostalgia kick uh go on eBay and look up MySpace because you'll find all these terrible t-shirts with MySpace as the slogan like one of my favorites it just says like Jesus is saving MySpace in heaven. Oh my god, I need to go on eBay right now. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, I need to buy some of these things for the ironic value. Like, I also got to buy, like, a, a a Bush Cheney bumper sticker and put it on my car. <laughs> it's like, remember 2004? Those were the good days. Oh god, all those, like, anti-Bush shirts. Buck Fush? Ugh. What? R remember Buck Fush? Oh, I kind of do. Yeah. Or, what was it, Ducking Phonuts? <laughs> I remember that. That was, like, a big 90s one. And when I first saw that, I was like, is that a band? Like, I was so confused. And someone's like, you know, when you're like fucking donuts. And I'm like, wait, are you saying you're having sex with donuts? Or like, that's a curse thing you say? And they're like, you know, when you're mad. And I'm like, why would I add donuts? I like donuts. I don't, I never got that one. Hey, um, speaking of Bush, um, my dad had, my dad, the Republican that he is, <laughs> voted for a Bush and Cheney in 2004, I think. And uh, he had the, um, the W Bush sticker um, on his car, and then his car got into an accident. 
coincidence <laughs> wow fucking obama ruining my car while also on ebay one of my favorite things I, I also found this one book it was called uh too old for myspace too young for medicare and i think that sums up our lives perfectly <laughs> <laughs> my god i want a t-shirt of that that's so that is so fucking dated uh wait are we answering questions what's going on i guess on? so we totally <laughs> fucked the questions over we're, we're like really not we should what I like when people get mad, like, do you ever stay on topic? I'm like, fuck your, fuck your topics. That's why you come here. Hi, I'm Little Bush, resident of the United States. Come on, little Rummy, little Cheney, little Condy. We can't just sit here while they take away our hot dogs. It's un-American. Let's answer one from the YouTube and one from the chat for now. But uh, okay. Morning Donut says, question, is there any movies you guys only watch once and never want to see again? For me, it was Requiem for a Dream. Actually, I've heard that a lot about Requiem for a Dream. Like a lot of people say, like, it was a, such an amazing movie and I never want to see it again. I was like, oh. Avatar for me, probably. Because literally, who gives a shit about Avatar? Well, I, I, I think mine would be 12 Years a Slave just because, um, you know, I went through a really rough time before I saw it. Um, I dropped my phone in the toilet, like on my way to see 12 Years a Slave. And I was freaking out. I was like, this is going to cost a lot of money. And then I sat in 12 Years a Slave and I go, wow, this movie really put me dropping my phone in the toilet in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Real? That really happened? Yes, it did. Oh I, my remember God. Like, I remember watching it and thinking like, man, my life's not so bad i mean i'm i'm not a slave for 12 years that's a good thing <laughs> yeah and i think i think i'll get over this phone thing it like really like centered me on i was like i'll never have that ex if i drop my phone in the toilet again maybe i'll go see 12 years of slave again but other than that i probably won't <laughs> wow but uh, for me this was back when i was doing the top 10 cartoons for gamers or something like basically a top 10 list of cartoons and movies based off video games but not based off a direct video game, like no Mario movies like Scott Pilgrim or Tron. They're just fit movies about video games and stuff. But anyway, on Netflix, I found this one movie about gaming. It's called Ben X. And it's about a kid who uh, is too attached to this one massively multiplayer online game. And he has autism and he gets bullied a lot. And through the whole movie, it's basically just him suffering. And it's like... Why am I watching this? Like, if you just want to suffer for about 90 minutes, here it is. Like, I don't even know why he stuck around for the whole thing. I was thinking, like, maybe this could be for the video. And slowly that diminished. Like, no, maybe this isn't for that video at all. And mm. I stick around for the whole thing. Yeah. I remember um, this video we watched in class called, I think, Joey or something. And the, the teacher was like, all right, class, this video is very, very heavy. And I was like, what the fuck are we going to watch? And it's this kid who gets bullied a lot, and then he dies in a car accident. And then his bully, like, they film him walking through a field and, like, just contemplating life. And he's like, I have regrets. Whoa. Whoa. That's uh, deep, fam. That's like that, that Daria episode where the kid they make fun, they, uh, make fun of died. Do you remember that? Or the kid they made fun of privately died oh. and they felt bad about it. 
I think. Damn. I actually thought when you said Joey, your teacher was going to be like, we're going to watch the DVD I have of the spinoff of Friends. I still, I still am surprised that actually exists. Oh, you can get, by the way, you can get, and I remember it was like super discounted even when it came out, the complete series of Joey on DVD. So <laughs> watch it. Was it any good? I never, I never watched it, but I mean, they set it up like when they ended Friends and uh, they had like all the friends on the Tonight Show that night. They were like, they were asked, they were already promoting the spinoff and it flopped pretty. I think it got two seasons, but after that it was over. Oh, yeah. But now let's take some questions from the chat. So chat, someone come up with some questions. Oh, someone asked, why is Nolan the best host on the podcast? I don't know, because he's so awesome. Right, this one's a per- Shut the fuck up, faggot. <laughs> this one's a personal question for me. Um, Jack the Elite says, question, what are your thoughts on those Katrina ludes? I think they're referring to the ones where her clothes fucking exploded. <laughs> that sounds extreme, but basically my Katrina character who's a skeleton and people draw ludes of her. Like, I would never do that. I don't know. Why I would do that of a skeleton girl? That's that's really sad. I'm glad I would never do that. But yeah, I mean it's okay since she's a skeleton, so there's nothing to worry about. Yeah. But uh, next question uh, from the chat. Hmm. Oh, Shani Art says, "Question: What was your first job?" I was the Verlo mattress man. <laughs> really? Um, kids threw snowballs at me during winter. It was great. Oh, we've all been there. Well, besides working for the school as a work study or whatever, um, I did try to get a job at for a movie theater, which failed miserably. Like, I, I turned in my application, and months later, they got back to me, and they called me at, like, Saturday night and saying, Hey, we got your application. Is Are you okay for, like, coming in Sunday morning for uh, an interview at 9 a.m.? And then I just told him, like, uh, does it have to be 9 a.m. on Sunday? And that's that's a little weird, though. I mean, you could have just said I, I have church. I should have. But damn. But anyway, so they say, is there a problem? It's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm you know, I'll just I'll just show up Sunday morning. And then I do show up there and then they're interviewing me. And then they're saying, like, so, on the phone, you seem to have a problem with showing up Sunday morning. Is there any reason for that? And I just told them, like, yeah, well, you know, I'm not used to waking up that early, you know, on a Sunday. And as that, it was at that point where I fucked up. <laughs> you literally, literally could have just said, I'm, I, I'm. I like going to church. Yeah. It's not that hard. I mean, you could have just said, you know, it was just more because you called me out of the blue and asked for an interview <laughs> with less than 24 hour notice, which is a little odd. But that's what I would have yeah, said. Yeah, I, I should have said that and turned it around on them. It's like, wow, this little notice, how professional are you guys? Fuck you. I mean, I've had I've had lots of interviews that like went badly. Not always my fault, but uh one, I did inter- I did try to get a job at a movie theater, and I showed up at the time, like, we had talked on the phone. It was the time I was supposed to show up. And first off, like, for whatever reason, my name wasn't on the list of people he was interviewing. And he acted like I just showed up because I knew people who worked there and just, like, demanded an interview. So he had this attitude the whole time. And halfway through, I was like, he said, like, why did you think you could just have an interview like randomly and i was like no we we i talked to you and i like mentioned his name and i went through all this stuff and then he like backed down but i feel like because he was so like 
into hating me that I it didn't go anywhere. Anyway, that's not a funny story. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but any other yeah, first jobs? Just, some some people are just assholes. Like, yeah. I um I'm still surprised that I got um I'm still at my job because I fucked up so many times. <laughs> yeah, there 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 are a lot of people who use their position at their job to just be kind of a jerk i mean that's like in life too but sometimes you're there in an interview and you're like okay this is a power thing that i don't even understand and i've just stepped in the middle of it and i have to somehow be employable also but uh, jim what was your first job i had like odd jobs for a while but then i worked at an old folks home uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. as like the one wait like- or did you work in there or did you live there <laughs> Oh, well, um, it was kind of like an old folk, giving old folks a job kind of thing. And I just like hung out and, uh, you know, worked in the mess hall and also, you know, played movies for the old folks in the kind of main uh, activity center. So, you know, that was that was my first life. That was before I died and came back. As a as an even older person, mm-hmm. Izzy's invading the call again. Hello, Izzy. We're taking hey. questions. Izzy's here. Every oh, cool. Hey, everybody. We're streaming. Izzy. Oh, really? Shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy, what is your first job? What was your first job? Uh, oh man. Okay, my first job ever was doing freelance for Bowling for Soup. Oh shit. <laughs> like no are, are joke. You, are you? Are you fucking serious? That was yeah, your first. That was, that was my first gig. Yeah. They, they, okay. So what happened was, I was on MySpace and I drew them some fan art, and it was the first time I drew in like a uh, flash, right? And I tried to make it look as close to a modern day cartoon, and uh, and like I got a message back from them. like I sent it to my, my MySpace. I wasn't expecting any response, and like uh, they're like, yeah, we really like you. We would we we want to work with you in the future. And I was like, okay, what's your email address? Um, Mr. Big Guy Yo at AOL.com, <laughs> which is super embarrassing, but it was funny at the time. And then a year later, I get a thing and they're like, hey, we're thinking about doing a 15 anniversary poster. Would you be interested in drawing that? We need it in the Illustrator files. And I'm like, okay. So I drew it in Flash and then converted it into an Illustrator file, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the complete opposite of anyone. Like yeah. anyone that actually does like vector based stuff would probably be like, what the fuck, man? Nice going. <laughs> was that like your first job ever, though, or was that your yeah, first? Like, yeah, I, my 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 mom didn't want me to work. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what album? Was oh, <laughs> my mom was like one of those people. Like, you're not getting a license. You're not getting a job. You're going to depend on me for life. Oh shit! Oh. I'm like, mom, you're really bad at being a mom. This is not a good good thing for me. That's that's kind of <laughs> creepy, honestly. It's like Joey to the world. I, I, I have plenty of creepy mom stories, but I don't want to go. I just popped in here and I said a mile a a minute. Hey, guys. No, there's lots of people who lots of parents who do that. And they're like, I just want you to concentrate on school kind of thing. And I always kind of wish I had gotten jobs younger because just like I could have saved up money. I could have learned responsibility. I don't know. (laughs) It would have. I think that actually would be good, especially knowing that the economy is going to keep collapsing. So it would have been nice. (laughs) More skills. Yeah, but uh, what album was it that you worked on? Oh, okay. So, so I did a poster first, and then that image also made its way into the booklet for "Sorry for Partying." Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, they're like, "Hey, we're we're gonna do a EP album called Fishing for Woos." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And they wanted me to draw a picture, and then they wanted me to do a bunch of illustrations. So the booklet was like, instead of song lyrics and shit, it was like a storybook about them going camping, mm-hmm. and. 
uh, they had a falling out with their major record label, and then that EP became their 11th studio album. So I actually did album art. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was pretty fucking sweet because uh, that was my favorite band in high school. <laughs> yeah, the early two thousands were great. <laughs> and then they did Sonic Unleashed. Hey, Sonic Unleashed. That song's great. Yeah. Um, fun fact: he did not play the game. So it, when I told him, like, "Oh, hey, I really enjoyed it," he's like, "Okay, good." I was worried. I was wondering if it was good or not because you know Jarrett Riddick is uh, a dude. <laughs> I, I almost did his voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Which, by the way, he's currently the voice of Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, yeah. That happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He's the voice of Chuck E. Cheese, and he did the theme song for Phineas and Ferb and did a couple of voices. I remember when Chuck E. Cheese got a makeover and everyone was saying, like, no, they ruined Chuck E. Cheese. But I'm like, have you seen Chuck E. Cheese before? He looked, he always looked terrible. <laughs> when when Phoenix at Freddy's looks a little bit more appealing. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's it's creepy. Well, I mean, like Chuck E. Cheese started out as this like ringmaster sort of guy, this animatronic, and now he looks more like an Alvin the Chipmunk, uh, punk, pop punk guy from the 2000s. <laughs> so I guess he I, I guess he evolved into that. something that's ten years behind the times. Hmm. I love that new uh, commercial they did where it's super serious. And he's like, we really like kids here at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. And it's like it's set to this inspirational music or something. It's just like <laughs> where a kid can be a kid. That's a commercial you make after somebody fucked up somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like how Jared, like all the Subway commercials after Jared from Subway, they had to really change it up and like saying, it's National Sandwich Day. Yay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all... They're all like really like, hey, Thursday is or what's it where they name their kid chicken teriyaki or something? Yeah. yeah they're really they're they're really trying to get away from yeah. that shit. Although my favorite sandwich place is Firehouse Subs. I get the turkey sandwich. Oh yeah. yeah. My dad fucking loves Firehouse Subs. He's like, No, we gotta go to Firehouse Subs again. And I'm like, Okay, Dad. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. It's not bad, it's pretty good. I don't think it, I have no, it's one. It's not of those bad. Things. It's just that every time we pass it, he tells me, and I'm like, either do it or don't. <laughs> no, we gotta get to Firehouse Subs. <laughs> and he just turns the fucking car around just to slam into the front window of Firehouse Subs. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So uh, I have a favorite pancake place, right? Called Hotcakes here in Indianapolis. And um, apparently, someone really wanted pancakes because there's one day it was closed because a car ran through the glass. Holy shit. Like, like, even now, after they replaced and repaired everything, there's still tire marks on the floor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I would they never didn't. get rid of tire marks in my restaurant. That's just badass. You're like, look how much people wanted pancakes. They were willing to drive in the restaurant. <laughs> that I would be like, just mop carefully, very carefully around the tire marks. You, you know somebody who worked there for a long time and just looks at those tire marks and remembers... I remember that fateful day. <laughs> I'm sure they look at those tire marks and think, I've been working at this fucking place too long. Like when somebody <laughs> dies, like they just throw a rose on those tire marks. Like, yeah, I can't believe he's gone. <laughs> they, they spill out a Mr. Pip in their honor. This one's for my home. Pouring one out for Tupac. I'm just assuming they serve Mr. Pip. I've never been there. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think so. That's an up north thing. But uh, next question from the YouTube says oh reminder if anybody has a question be sure to post them in the youtube comments of this podcast and be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find so our next question is from monkey colon three like a kissy face 
Question, what is your favorite so bad it's good retro video game? Mm. Well, mine is, uh, if anybody remembers the Sega Genesis launch title and arcade game, Altered Beast. It is the most <laughs> furriest, yiffiest, fucking gay he-man type of game you'll ever play. Like, I'm surprised nobody uh -oh. ever makes fun of this game anymore. Like, I looked up videos of it and, like, nobody's making fun of it. Like, this is... Has anyone seen gameplay of Altered Beast? Because it's so... It looks like fucking he-man, basically. I actually... I remember this game. It was, uh... Oh. It was something. Okay, because, like, as you, you're, you're playing as this guy in a leotard and you're running through a graveyard kicking wolves and stuff and eventually you get these power-ups and it just, like, makes you buffer but your shirt rips off and you get less and less clothes until you become a furry. And it's, like, some sort of deviant art uh, fantasy. A one of those transformation fantasies. Rise from your grave. Welcome to your doom. Uh, Barney's hide and go seek hmm. for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> of course. I, my, okay. The game's stupid. It's awful. But for whatever reason, uh, a friend of mine rented it. And like this is like when we're like 9, 10, 11, mm -hmm. somewhere where we're not supposed to be playing this fucking game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, just something about it is just like very calming, very like it. But it, 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 you can't lose. Like it's, it's just one of those like really fucking easy games made for little kids. But here I am, like yeah, <laughs> I'll play this. Why were you playing this game? Uh, it was my friend rented it, and why? you know. We, but when, but when you rent a game, you play it. <laughs> why would you rent it to? Well, why would your friend rent it to begin with? However, I did know one thing. If you if you don't play it, like if you let it idle too long, mm -hmm. it goes back to the title screen. Damn. And I only know this because I had to take a poo once. <laughs> as, as you do. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where I'm playing it. And I'm like, I just gotta, I just gotta find one more kid. Just gotta find one more kid. And I was like, oh. No, <laughs> I gotta go. And then I came Wait. back and I'm like, who, who the fuck touched my console? Like I was Wait. playing this. This is a game where you're a character who's finding kids. You are Barney the dinosaur looking for kids hiding from you. So it's like the Michael Jackson video game. <laughs> yeah, what? just seriously how the is, plot of that game. You had to go find kids. How has no one edited that game and put Michael Jackson in the place of Barney? <laughs> oh. Like, <laughs> what is going on with the world that that hasn't happened? Oh. Okay, um, this I, I have a legitimate question. Is it true that they found a ton of proof that Michael Jackson was actually a child? I, I, he, he was a child? At one point, there's a lot of Jackson 5 videos, so yeah, I guess he was a child. <laughs> I'm in a child molester, you didn't oh, know me. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, molester did not pop up. It was just, like, child. And I'm like, yeah, I think I think he he was born. Like, he <laughs> no. didn't just, like, come out. <laughs> he, uh, there, there, was, there was never, I think, enough proof to really go after him, but it was uh, because of that one more high-profile one that turned out to be a scam. But there, there was enough evidence to think ill of him, but I don't think there was... Um, I haven't looked it up in a while, but I remember there were, like, some cases that leaned more towards that way but there was never like evidence not saying like these people are trying to scam as well but there were like enough cases that you go i don't know about this you know yeah like so michael Jackson i don't think there isn't. was 
I mean, it's just the same thing. Like, Macaulay Culkin. Oh wait, well, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Well, that's out the same thing with mind. like. Do you know the thing about R. Kelly and Aaliyah? The, the what's that? The well, her? you know that like he married what? her when she was underage. Like he straight up married her, and um, but uh, then they got divorced, or it was annulled because she was like underage, and that's fucking weird. Okay. And then. And then, but then she, you know, she died in 2001. And then, like a year or two later, that R. Kelly sex thing happened. And someone, they were interviewing someone who's trying to prosecute R. Kelly. And they said that if Aaliyah had lived, she would be like the star witness. Like she could have broken the case wide open because clearly something happened with her and R. Kelly. And, uh, but since she died, that never occurred. Conspiracy. Wow. So a couple people have said that, but I don't. I don't think R. Kelly killed her, but maybe. I don't know. He's he's powerful. He can trap himself in a closet anytime he wants. Oh. Yeah, um, I actually have a question to impose for all of you because I love asking this question. Favorite conspiracy theory? Mine is the new Pizzagate one that's going around about how the Democrats are having a <laughs> child sex ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Cheerlism uh-huh. kept posting that where she's just like, wow, this is really interesting. Essentially, I don't even know. How do you explain it? Basically, what happened was all the Podesta and WikiLeaks emails have came to light, and they use a lot of code words like pizza and food and other shit, but the way they talk about it is really fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, they talk about how excited they are to eat eat pizza or whatever, and it's just kind of uncomfortable to look at. And then they got way deeper into it, and they're finding all these people with all these Instagram accounts where they're posting, like, weird pictures and stuff, and it's... um, there's a huge post about it on Tumblr, but I don't know if it's been taken down or not. Actually, my my favorite conspiracy theory is it's kind of a bigger one, but I like how it's changed over the years. It's the the moon landing isn't real conspiracy theory and Stanley <laughs> Kubrick's involvement in it. And originally how this conspiracy <laughs> started is that we never landed on the moon and it was all for show. And that was like the original theory. But because of because the moon conspiracy theory, people clearly realize like that's a little too weird. So they changed it to that. We went to the moon. But what we saw on TV was not what happened on the moon. It was all set up by Stanley Kubrick. And the reason people think Stanley Kubrick's involved is because if you see the movie Barry Lyndon, he has a special lens that all you need for lighting is candlelight because Barry Lyndon is a period piece so of course during that period the light you didn't have electricity so that's how they lit everything so he tried to get like how things were lit at the time and the real thing that happened is stanley kubrick just bought this lens from nasa and they sort of didn't realize who bought it and what just happened and went oh shit but the conspiracy theory is that they gave it to him as a thank you for making the moon landing um, and so then there's all these theories that everyone involved in making the moon landing were killed. And that's how Stanley Kubrick was killed. And it's like, or died basically. And I just, <laughs> I, I can read on and on all the theories about it. And there's, but the one theory that if you're a fan of Stanley Kubrick is that um, there's no way Stanley Kubrick could have made the moon landing. Cause he would have, he would have interrupted the live feed and made them refilm it a hundred times because like, <laughs> that's, that's like who he is. Yeah. And, like, I can't imagine that thing was not precise enough to be made by Stanley Kubrick. So that's like, uh, but there's a whole theories that there's in the shining. The reason the kid wears the, the um, rocket sweater 
is because Stanley Kubrick felt bad for lying to the American public. And there's all these, have you ever seen room 237, the movie about all the yeah. theories in the shining? Oh no. Oh wait, no. You should see it. It's, it's, I think it's on Netflix or something, but it's, it's all about just people talking about the crazy shining theories. And a lot of them come from the Stanley Kubrick film, the moon landing theory, but like, it makes no sense. It, it's like the weirdest. When people tell me the moon landing isn't real, I'm like, motherfucker, like, just just let it go. Like, they didn't. It's not a vast conspiracy that we like. We went to the moon just like, you know, come on. But I just think that's that theory is funny because it's changed over time to make it more believable. <laughs> All right. Um, Jim answered it in a lengthy essay. Sorry. So- Sorry. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Izzy, um, Izzy, Pan, you guys oh, go. My favorite. Well, it, it was from that uh, one of the game theory videos where it was about Polybius, the famed arcade machine that was said to give I people. Um, what? I love Polybius. Oh, you were like saying like fucking game theory or something. But yeah, essentially. No. <laughs> essentially, it's an arcade machine that was in the 70s or so that was said to give people like seizures, nightmares, uh, some sort of mental effects and uh, game theory said it was it could be plausible since uh there was this thing called project uh mk ultra in the in in that era where the government would do unauthorized tests on unsuspecting civilians and one way they could theoretically do that is through a video game that causes all these weird visions and nightmares and seizures or whatever whoa i want to believe you know it's real Mm -hmm. Because the Simpsons included an episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in one scene, they're, it's, it's in, in the there. background. And also, I think the Goldbergs, this eighty, this sitcom, also top, uh, had it in the background of an arcade <gasps> scene. But, you know what I want to see is Wrecked Ralph go into Polybius. Because it was in Wrecked Ralph as well, right? I don't think so. No. No, I'm pretty sure it was in the background of one of the scenes. Mm. It was in the background. Yeah. Oh my god! So Polybius exists inside the Wrecked Ralph universe. Yeah. Because I remember someone threw some fan art, and I thought, wow, it would be cool if there was like a Halloween special of Wrecked Ralph where he goes into Polybius. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite conspiracy theory is Christianity. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> You edgelord. No, no, no. Um, Damn, that was so good. <laughs> no, there's this, uh, there's That's this the movie hardest called... I think I've ever heard Jim laugh. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, uh, there's this movie called The Zeitgeist, I think. Zeitgeist. Uh, do you guys remember Zeitgeist? Yeah, and like it, it's like four parts. And, like One of them's like the conspiracy theory that you don't have to pay taxes. Like it, There's no like legal reason for you to pay taxes. Um, tell that to Wesley Snipes. Uh, tell that to the, Donald Trump. So like, um, then there's also, uh, so so it's taxes. There's Christianity and how like uh, where all the mythology comes from, and then the other the the rest of it's mostly like nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, it, it's not so much like it, that's my favorite conspiracy. But like, um, it, it's the only conspiracy thing I know is that movie where it just kind of goes through and explains everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just found it quite interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, homework, pizza party podcast fans. The zit guys. Yeah. But I guess for the final question, uh, anyone in the chat have any questions? Because I got to get somewhere before seven. So one last question. Well, it, oh, oh, yeah. You have a, you're an hour ahead of yeah. me. I thought I was like, oh, yeah, I was, seven I was, already. 
I was thinking that too. I forgot. Yeah, me too. Hmm. And have you ever tried contacting Sleepy Cabin? Ha! Good luck with that. I never met them, so I don't know. Have you I know ever a few had a of them. Member find out what you draw that you want to keep secret. Oh, they're... my sister found my fetish art and told my dad, and then he framed it. Oh my god! Well, I do have a lot of uh, drawings of my characters, but you know, I'm too afraid to show like drawings of them publicly. Just like, wow, this is... people are gonna be like, wow, Pan. That's sad. Here, draw. I mean, I I do sometimes draw nudes of these characters, but I don't upload all of them. You know. Um, I can answer this question. Uh, I, I get. I'll change the question a little bit to. Uh, has anybody found any like porn of yours or whatever? Since that's probably more. Um, since Jim can probably chime in on that, he's probably got a story. But, what? <laughs> but um. No, for me, um, I was uh, I I used to stay. I, I'm a very nocturnal person, so I stay up late drawing stuff. And my friend wanted some uh, pony porn, and I was like, okay, sure. So um, I drew Rarity like spreading her pussy and and wearing stockings because you know ponies can do that, I guess. And um, I was like, I, I organized all my drawings into a big stack, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this up with me when I go to bed. Hmm. Guess who did? do that <laughs> uh oh yeah so uh my kid my mom was babysitting two kids and uh oh no <laughs> she was like nolan and i was like well and i just woke up and i was like what and she was like the kids cannot see these and i was like oh no oh dr connor's class I got so caught up in what I was doing, I forgot all about it. <laughs> Shit. Wow, you fucked up, Nolan. Wow. Oh, we're on the front page. But any other uh, thingies? Um, I, I don't really, like, I, I'm super, like, okay. Uh, I want to draw more Not Safe for Work stuff, like, just out of my own thing, just because I, I find that stuff fascinating. But, like... I feel like I'm super modest with my art. Like, I'm kind of scared to do that because, like, I have such a kid-friendly-looking art style that, like, occasionally I'll slip, like, oh, here's my character in, you know, kind of a flirty, cutie lingerie thing. But, like, I haven't really, like, drawn porn porn. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I did get this week, actually, someone messaged me. I was like, so, um, ask privately, but um, do you feel, how do you feel about people drawing you uh, not safe for work? <laughs> I was kind of like I was like uh, I'm not offended by it go for it um, and then it's like well what kind of fetishes do you like to steer clear from like uh, I'm like the, the weird ones I guess <laughs> like I, I like I, I like my femdommy stuff and that's kind of like the general area that I stay around but like you know I don't, I don't know like uh, I, you know like they suggest it like uh, rapping and I'm like that's, that's more Nolan <laughs> draw him yeah. What like rapping like yo yo? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah, okay. Sure. Jeff. Sure. <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night, my buddy. <laughs> um, Jim, have you ever been caught with a uh, p- porn articles at all? Um, no. But there's times like just because I'm like weird about anyone looking about my computer that I'll shut my computer when someone comes in and they'll think I'm doing something, but they'll open it and be like, Oh, it's an article about that. That's not what I thought you were doing. So I think I've been accused of doing that, but usually it's not that. So I don't have any good, like they found my porn stories. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah. Not even not even roommates are like, hey, Jim, what kind of stuff are you into? Come on, roommates. <laughs> no, this sounds like a weird porn you're writing yeah. that I'm... <laughs> well, but... you know, it's not gay if two roommates, you know, do the double Dutch rudder. Well, that's... With oh, well, that, that is true. Thank you for clearing that up, because that is true. Um, no, I've never... No one's really... I don't think, you know. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, I have a story I, I, uh, to answer that particular kind of question because I was going off the original. Um, so I watched the movie Secretary, uh, which is, you know, uh, it's like the Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey came out, mm-hmm. uh, but actually has ties to BDSM and shit. And like, you know, I'm like, all right, you know, I, I want to see something kind of kinky. So I, I watched this and like my roommate comes home and I kind of like do the quick like turn off thing. And, like, he sees it. He's like, so what are you watching? And I'm like, nothing. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, no, come on, man. I'm like, all right. So, I, you know, I come clean. And they're like, well, there's this girl I'm talking to. She she, she recommended this movie to me. I'm just kind of checking it out. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's weird. I'm like, all right, cool. And then he just went to his bedroom. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's like, uh-huh. I, it, I didn't watch it because of a girl. I watched it because I was like, oh, hey, there's a movie about BDSM. Let's watch this, you know? Yeah. It was for me. Um, I was embarrassed. <laughs> When I was young, I used I was not subtle at all. Like I was I I I didn't I couldn't like act. Like when I was caught with something, I was just very naturally embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this Kingdom Hearts AMV, and like I didn't know what it was. I was just like, oh, this video called Sora wants more. <gasps> no. And I click on it, and at the same time, my sister comes down, and I'm like, oh shit! And then I um like close it. But I make it very obvious I was looking at something she fucking told my parents. Fuck. Ah, uh, that's lame. Damn. Yeah, I had, my sister is a doucher. So I guess this is the end of the podcast because I got to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I just want to end it with saying that we we made it the front page of Picarto, yeah. so that's pretty. Oh, cool. we did. Oh, yeah. cool. Hey, yeah. People. So, uh, um, depending on how this, we'll ask the chat how it went yeah. and uh, what they think, and then. Yeah, if we might do this again sometime. Yeah, maybe. Sorry about being late, guys. I didn't mean to. Uh, no one told me we were recording this week. And maybe... Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah. Man, you literally have her number. I gave I'll it to do, you. I'll do it next time, but I gotta go. But anyway, hopefully one day I'll uncover the entire stockpile of Stephanie drawings that I drew. So goodbye, everyone. Next video is gonna be... Uh, uh, Top five cartoonists who hate themselves and their work. Goodbye. Am I on it? Sure. You can be on it. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Please don't uncover those drawings. Oh, God. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hey. Four years? You think for sure? That's all you have to endure. All the total dicks. All the stuck-up chicks. So superficial, so immature. And then when you graduate, you take a look around and say, Hey, "Hey, wait! wait. This is the same as where I just came from. I thought it was over. Oh, that's just great. The whole damn world is just as obsessed with who's the best dressed and who's having sex. Who's got the money? Who gets the honey? Who's kind of cute and who's just a mess? And you still don't have the right look. And you don't have the right friends. Nothing changes but the faces, the names, and the trends. 
high school never ends. Uh oh, 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 uh o